So obviously want to dig into the new album and the upcoming headlining tour and get your opinion on a couple of things. But uh, let's dig into the album to begin with. Uh, Remade in Misery. And (laughs) you guys have uh, been on a tear and and been releasing steadily albums every two years. Broken coming out in 2018. And I'm guessing that the new album, Remade in Misery, was originally planned for 2020. And then the pandemic hit, right? Or had you guys not even begun working on it at that point? But basically, take me back to March of 2020. Where were you guys at with the new album at that point? Yeah, so we we were we had just finished up a European tour, and we knew that we were going to be taking a little bit of time off to do the record. So the first, I would say, three four months of of the pandemic really exploding was um, was time that we were going to be off anyways. But we definitely wouldn't have been waiting this long to put it out. You know, like, I think that the record would have come out in 2021 had it not been for the pandemic. And honestly, I don't know if we would have done the the single by single release that we did if it wasn't for the pandemic. But without the future of touring being a for sure thing, we're like, well, let's just keep people engaged and and give them songs one by one so they can really digest them in the the way that we hope they would. And it turned out really beautiful, man. It was like a, a cool way to just stay engaged with our fans. And at the end of the whole process, packaged it as a record and had two extra songs on there and people are just seem to be really excited man so we feel stoked you guys had and weren't planning on keeping that two-year pace going and no matter what happened in 2020 you weren't going to put out the new album until 2021 yeah at least yeah because we were tracking um you know in march of 2020 and by the time production would have been done and and all of that the record most likely would have come out in 2021 crazy to crazy that you guys had broken that schedule and did you spend extra time i mean obviously you did but did it allow for more time did it feel more breathing room this time around and and with the uncertainty like you could take all the time in the world rather than having to keep that two-year rigid schedule Oh man, absolutely. Um, obviously the pandemic was a terrible time for a lot of people um, and everybody went through something, but the silver lining for us was having time to make a record the way that we did when we were kids, you know, like they, they say, you've got your whole life to make your first album. And that's so true. After that, when things pick up and there's so many voices in your ear and so many opportunities around every corner and you're like, okay, well you have a month to make this record and it better be good. And you do it. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. And um, for us to be able to, to be in the mindset of, even if we wanted to be on tour, we can't right now and all that we have is the music all that we have is these songs and who knows what the future looks like so let's give it everything we've got and really take our time and it's the first album that our guitar player kellen has produced mixed and mastered for the band which is really cool so it's just a a learning experience and and really gave us some different perspective on how we want to do things in the future and to me it seemed maybe a little bit more angry on this album as compared to past or i don't know if that was a a product of the pandemic or or was something that you would intentionally done or it just kind of came out that way because you were living through the pandemic while making this album. Yeah, I mean, I think just with the chaos that the world was in, I think it's natural that the record has more angst, but it's also something that we intentionally wanted to rediscover from our younger years. You know, our earlier records were more angsty and um, it just felt like the right time to dig back into that. I said this before, I think it kind of felt like we were going back to our, you know, 19 year old selves and saying, hey, let's bring that energy back. But here's everything we've learned over the last 15 years. And and let's incorporate that as well. Some maturity behind the, the energy and the anger. Yeah, totally. Totally. One of my favorite tunes on the album, I guess, is essentially the uh, the title track, Misery. I, I love the uh, the line in there, and it stuck in my head for a couple of days, even after and listened to the album. It's easier, way easier to say that I hate it than admit that I created it. Love that line. 
Yeah, thank you so much, man. It's a it's a special tune, and and that's why we named the record after it. You know, like I think that as human beings, we all want life to be easy. It's natural to want life to go the way you want it to and be easy and be painless. But it's in the times that we're struggling the most that we become the best versions of ourselves. You know, pressure makes diamonds, and and uh, scar tissue is stronger than skin. And we we go through these things and and become remade, remade in misery. And I'm kind of curious too, because the album is titled "Remade in Misery," but the tune is just "Misery." Uh, yeah, the name of the song is Misery and the and the album is Remade in Misery. Why the difference in the titles there? Just kind of curious. Yeah, for this time around, I didn't want to have a song that had the same name as the album. I wanted the album name to tell a story of the whole record and for that song to be its own individual thing. You know, Remade in Misery is the final line in the chorus of yeah. that song. So the lyrics are in there. Um, but it felt better. It felt more like, um, well, this is the title of the whole album and it embodies the whole album. Um, but Misery, it kind of leaves it open to be interpreted by the listener as they're hearing it. Ah, okay. So a little, and a little nod, I guess, to that throwback going back to that remade, going back to those early days and bringing that, that angst on this album. Absolutely. Another track I loved, uh, Only Human, and really cool to hear A.J. Channer from Fire from the Gods on that, and real cool mix of his voice and your voice, and how did you connect with him for that tune? Yeah, I'm a big fan of A.J.'s voice. We are stoked to have him on the track. Um, we've done a handful of touring with those guys in festivals and gotten to know them over the years, and they're just awesome. And A.J.'s a killer singer, um, has his own flavor, his own flow, his own tone. And um, when bringing guest vocalists in on the record, I'm really picky. And uh, I just wanted somebody who could make that song better than we could make it if if they weren't a part of it. You know what I mean? A.J. came in and, and gave that song a whole different flavor that we've never had as a band before, and, and it was an honor to have him on it. And imagine recorded during the the pandemic probably had to mail his parts in or whatever you didn't get to like do a studio recording session with him no and that's a lot more common than you'd think man i mean i think jacoby was the only guest vocalist that we've ever had that we actually flew in for for him to track his parts outside of that man it's like it's always just who's your favorite producer go and cut a vocal with him and send it to us you know at the end of the day a dry vocal is a dry vocal and we're gonna you know do what we're gonna do with it after the fact so it's pretty common yeah, and especially during the pandemic where, you know, even more so and people not wanting to get in the same room and everything totally yeah, makes sense. Sure. Speaking of friends yeah. helping out on the album, and I talked to him a few months ago, and speaking of the pandemic, it was nice to see you guys kind of form a bromance, talking about your neighbor and wage war guitarist and singer Cody Kustad. I, imagine, I understand he did some writing on the album, too. When I talked to him, he, he said he lended his hand on a few tunes. Yeah, Cody is one of my best friends in the world, and he does live in my neighborhood, so he was part of my little circle that we were hanging out with pretty much every day during the pandemic, you know? Uh, not being on tour and my wife's job not being in person and all those kind of things that just gave us the opportunity to to keep our little circle of friends, like, really close and do some cool things together, man. We were cooking all the time and hanging out, and, you know, I, I love Cody as a person, first and foremost, and I also really respect him as a musician, and, you know, I'm in the process of writing this record. Do you want to come in and try writing a tune with me? And, and he did, and it was so much fun, and it was an opportunity that a lot of other bands didn't have, you know? Like, we couldn't travel to write with the people that we would usually, like, reach out to and all that stuff and so having us together here was was such a blessing and, and after one I was like let's do another and after another we did another and so Cody and I wrote vocals together on every single song on this record wow that was my next question which tune but you're saying he helped out on every tune every tune yep and then I wrote on a wage war song with him called true colors so we were just we were just holed up in my studio having a good time man and he did took a big step forward on his album as he was finally got the producer credits for the latest wage war album as he should as he should I mean yeah he's, he's been doing that for a long time and I think just got to the point where he was like wait a minute I deserve some, some of this credit and, and he's totally right yeah and, and a brilliant album they, those guys put out I just love what they're doing the trajectory those guys are on yeah it's phenomenal it really is yep 
Speaking of uh, shows and, and bands and stuff, I'm looking forward to the headlining tour. It's been a while since I've seen you guys headline. We got you in our market July 20th at the Glass House in Pomona, California. And really excited to see you guys along with From Ashes to New, bringing that new metal flavor. Yeah, it's going to be a really cool mix up of bands. Like if you go down the list and, and just jam tunes from each one of these bands, it's like such a cool mix of flavors. You know, Rain City Drive is, uh, used to be Slaves and now they're, they're Rain City Drive. There's a rad band with a really cool singer. You know, Wolves of the Gate, I've been a fan of that band for a long time. They've been around for about as long as we have, you know, and just putting out awesome tunes. They've got a song called Lights and Fire that's just crushing right now. And yeah, just, I'm a fan of all the singers on this tour, of all these bands in general, and it's just going to be a really cool show show for anybody that can make it out and uh have you figured out how many uh tunes from the new album you're going to be working into the set have you even got to that point yet yeah for sure we haven't announced it yet but i mean we've been rehearsing a lot we leave for tour in two days from now so we're locked and loaded i just can't give it away <laughs> <laughs> all right all right fair enough fair enough a couple of last things i wanted to hit you with uh, maddie and appreciate all the time still working on point pomade is that still going yes sir yeah it's very very fun for me um I've always kind of had like an entrepreneurial mindset and I love men's grooming products. I've always just been a big fan of barber culture and I like to stay sharp myself. And um, so in 2016, I created my own hair product called On Point Pomade and, and it's out there, man, onpointpomade.com. It's so much fun uh, just seeing people all, all over the world using it and loving it. And I use it myself, obviously. Um, so yeah, very cool. Yeah, you were nice enough to give me some in the past and used it, and I've grown out the hair longer, so it doesn't quite work as well as it used to. But I also wanted to touch on uh, the peer-to-peer mentoring, the nonprofit Beneath the Skin, if you could tell us all about that as well. Totally, yeah. Well, I think the the general public kind of gets confused about um, my involvement with Beneath the Skin. I help out and promote and do all sorts of stuff for them, but it is very much my wife's thing. It's not... It's not my baby. It's, it's hers, you know, and she puts so much effort into running it and has such a cool team. Um, but Beneath the Skin is a peer-to-peer mentoring program for young women all over the country. Um, and what they'll do is they'll pair you up with another person uh, that is not very far off in age. It's not like a big brother, big sister thing. It's a, it's a peer um, that wants to walk through a 12-month season with you of life and whatever it is that you're going through. Just know that you have a friend that's outside of your group, outside of your family, that you can really confide in and trust and, and share with and um it is a really beautiful thing man we've seen a lot of success with it and where should people go to get involved with that one if they want to yep it's beneath the skin online.org beautiful and the last thing for you maddie we're one of those old school radio stations we do mandatory metallic every night at 10 p.m you're going to be a part of that and i love the uh, lincoln park faint cover you did and i was kind of trying to think like man if maddie had to do a metallica cover for charity or something what would it be what what do you what metallica tune do you think you could pull off vocally i don't know man i mean it's it might be just the most generic answer of all time but i would love to do understand man i think that that would be a ton of fun Really? How how come? Why why that tune in particular? Sometimes I mean, you think about how you know what you were singing along to in in early years, and and what even might work best for your range. And I mean, we might change the key a little bit if we did it, you know, because my voice is a little higher, obviously. But um, but that song, it's just it's got this, such a grit and such a an emotional flavor to it that I think really fits with what Memphis Mayfire does. So that would be cool. I love it, man. I'd, I'd love to hear that myself. Maybe I can plant that seed for the next time uh, a cover gets in the mix. Dude, let's go. That'd be awesome. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time. And man, can't wait for that Glasshouse show. Going to be on fire. Bro, stoked to see you there. And thank you so much for having me. I'm honored.
Ah, my pleasure, man. Thanks, and uh, best of luck out there on the road. Safe travels. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, see you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.